Vanessa Fitzgerald from V's Honey on Instagram is a holistic health coach, a nutrition response testing practitioner. She specializes in PCOS, hormone issues, and Adderall detox. And I started following her a few months ago. As you guys know, I'm really open with you guys about my health journey in, um, you know, post sobriety, like after rehab, like what do you do to heal your body? And it's been so much trial and error. It's insane. I mean, I've had mold testing done. I've treated mold. I've had parasite testing done. I've treated parasites. I've had genetic mutation testing done. I've, I've had so much blood work. It's insane. Um, and at the end of the day, it always comes back to three things, my liver, my adrenal system, and my gut health. Your gut health is responsible for so much of your body, not just like your immune function, but also your, um, depression and anxiety, 80%, 80 plus percent of your neurotransmitters like serotonin and all of that is actually created in your gut. So if you have an unhealthy gut, you li literally have an unhealthy mind. So I'm sitting down with Vanessa today to talk about a little bit of background about her um, getting off of Adderall. She was prescribed Adderall at a really young age and, and continued to use it for, I think, close to 10 years and what that experience was like for her. And then we get into simple things that we can start doing to heal our bodies. Um, you know, because the healing journey is mind, body, and soul. All of those things are absolutely essential to our overall well-being. And Vanessa is where it's at. I almost wish I would have found her sooner because I probably would have been able to skip so many of the very expensive, <laughs> extravagant tests that I've done um, on my healing journey so far. And actually, I'm going to make an appointment with her because I still feel like there's a few things that are just off a little bit that are beyond my mental health stuff. Like I talk to you guys all the time about my anxiety and depression and stuff like that, but that are actually like physical stuff that I'm dealing with, with different organs and things like that. So I'm super excited to sit down with Vanessa today and give you guys uh, some very simple things that you can start doing. We also talk about fads, um, like lifestyle and health fads that we just think are either stupid or just like there's no benefit to them. And I think that in this day and age where everybody's promoting a different CBD and this and that, um, people are often really misguided and don't know the, what they're consuming. They don't know what they're consuming. Um, so I love that she, she makes, she sticks it to the basics, sticks to the basics, um, and gives us some really great insight into, um, how you can begin diving into your health and wellness. If you're interested in following her on Instagram, she's at these honey. This is a great episode and I hope you guys enjoy. It's Alexis Haynes, and this is my podcast, Recovering from Reality. I had a very long relationship with Adderall, <laughs> um, and there's actually like 
a hilarious meme that's my mom saying to me and my sisters, girls, it's time for your Adderall because we relied on Adderall just so heavily um, in even our early, like in preteen years. And so I just wanted to, to hear your experience because I, I haven't heard it before um, with Adderall. Uh, yes. Yeah, so I was, I mean, I guess diagnosed with ADD at 17 and put on Adderall at age 17. And then it just continued from there. I just never stopped taking it all throughout my twenties. And then what made you decide that you wanted to like get off of it? So, I mean, it's amphetamine, right? That's the generic Mm -hmm. name for Adderall. Um, So essentially it's speed. The more research I would do on the drug, the more toxic I found it to be. So when I turned 30, I realized that my career wasn't where I wanted to be. And I was out of yet another relationship. And, you know, I was secretly popping this pill all day, every day, breaking it up um, just to either stay awake to go out or focus during the day or get to a workout or whatever it was. And I'm like, people who are happy and joyous and free and in healthy relationships probably aren't on speed. So I decided that I had to break up with the drugs. It was the only thing I hadn't changed in my life. Did you experience any like detox symptoms? Yeah. Well, it's a major drug withdrawal. It's one ingredient away from meth. So, uh, it's not a joke. It messes your entire endocrine system. Your adrenals can bottom out. It screws up your brain's ability to to build dopamine on its own. It can mess with your metabolism, your sleep wake cycles, screw up your entire autonomic nervous system. So it is not, you know, detoxes. Detox is a trendy word that I use, but it's not linear. It's a serious drug mm-hmm. withdrawal. And drug withdrawals are a roller coaster ride, as I'm sure you know. Some days you have good days, some days you don't. You could go three months feeling amazing. And then on the fourth month, you'll have like hits of that feeling of withdrawal that will hit you like a freight train. And you just have to stay on track. Absolutely. Um, how, how was it? Cause I know that when I took Adderall, I was very motivated. <laughs> like super motivated. I could do anything. Um, how, how are you finding motivation and the energy without using that substance? Well, think about before drugs were invented, we were all motivated to do things on our own. I mean, Adderall was created way back in the day for those, you know, housewives that wanted to like end up doing a bunch of chores around the house and fighter pilots that needed to stay awake. Uh, during long shifts in the war and stuff like that. Um, we don't need drugs to motivate ourselves. If you're, if one isn't feeling motivated, I would take a look at your life and think, okay, well, am, am I happy with what am I, with what I'm doing? Am I following my passion in life? I find that, yeah, in school, I wasn't motivated because I hated school. I hated math, hated science. You know, I hated sitting in a classroom being told what to do. So for sure, the drug would motivate me to get up and go. But I'm sure now, like you are fully pursuing your passion, I assume you feel fully motivated and alive in what you're doing. And you don't need a drug to help boost that. The motivation you're getting is that hit of adrenaline rush along with a dopamine boost. So it does give you that spark of dopamine. So it's actually a 
fake feeling of temporary happiness and joy. It's like doing a line of cocaine and then you crash. Yeah. I mean, I would definitely say that, um, I'm really passionate about what I do and I love my kids. Um, but without being on Adderall, I have a really hard, like I have no energy. (laughs) I have no energy and I'm, I'm, I guess I, I find it, I, I am frustrated often with my body because I'm like, body, like, what the hell? Like, I'm doing so much. I feel like I'm doing everything that I possibly can to keep myself healthy and, you know, strong and to have energy. And I just, I often feel like really depleted. And yeah, well, it's that's definitely. That's when I find, I find like diet changes need to come into play. Sometimes we're not eating the right stuff for our particular body. So, Mm-hmm. In my practice, I help people achieve the lifestyle and the diet that works best for their body. Not only that, maybe they have a buildup of, of candida or a certain fungus like mold that's in their body that's causing yeah. them to experience things like chronic fatigue. Maybe they have a parasite. Parasites have their own DNA. So basically you have a foreign object with its own mind that's operating your body until you get rid of it. Maybe there's an excess of viral and bacteria, old EBV stuff or HPV. Anything that bogs down the immune system in the gut is going to make you feel bogged down as well. So yeah. if that's the case, then then a lot of times I find that people just need to help A, rebuilding their organs or choosing the right diet for them, or maybe clearing out some immune challenges that are that are causing their body to malfunction seen a lot of holistic practitioners and I've only ever found, um, I've, I've gotten muscle tested by my Chinese medicine doctor before, but never for like food. So can you tell us about like how that works? Well, here's the thing. Muscle testing is incredibly inaccurate. So nutrition response testing is different. Oh, that's what I meant. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So if you're not testing the autonomic nervous system first, then nothing, nothing is accurate. So like a lot of Chinese medicine doctors don't get it because they can't, um, they're not checking the nervous system. So if you're, if your autonomic nervous system is out of alignment, then, then your body's going to be reading the wrong way. So mm. I don't actually outright test for food allergies. If clients bring in foods, then I'm happy to place them on their body and test the efficacy and like see if it's actually working on in their system or if it's causing an allergic reaction. But I only pull up foods if they are stressing out their system. Okay. So, let's so how say does the process work? Having yeah. adrenal fatigue. Well, let's say I'm testing somebody's body, right? So I, I'm not here to treat symptoms. I look for underlying causes. So someone, let's say, comes into me with chronic fatigue. I have a client who has Lyme and she is complaining that she is so tired all the time. And she's been reading medical medium who says eat fruit all day, every day. It's all about the fruit. Her adrenals are literally non-existent. They're completely shot. Why? And I tested them. It was fruit sugar. So I tested everything though. I tested fungus, bacteria, virus, heavy metal, all of it. And the thing that came up that was stressing out her adrenals was fruit sugar. I told her to stop eating fruit and I gave her something to break down the fruit sugar and then she had more energy. Hmm. So it's things like that. Like I am looking to find what is the underlying cause. And then if a food comes up, great. 
Otherwise, that's when the food journal comes in, right? So if I see somebody that writes down every week, I'm bloated after they eat cauliflower, I'm like, I want you to bring in a head of cauliflower next week with you. We test it. And then if it's weak, then they can't. And then cauliflower is obviously a huge gut irritant for them. Yeah. So people come into you, they have like their various symptoms and through the testing, which how does that even, what does that look like? You're just putting things on their bodies or like how, how, how so does I'm the testing process work? Well, so I first test their nervous system. So it's a bunch mm-hmm. of like hand signals that, that correlate with reflexology. So it's, um, it's like applied kinesiology in a way. And then once I fix their nervous system, I then apply it in ischemic pressure. So I cut off a little bit of blood supply to each organ point. And then I test the strength of that organ. And then if that organ is weak, their arm goes weak. If that organ is strong, the arm stays mm. strong. Okay. If a number of organs go weak, then we do special um, different hand signals I have them do, which again, anything where you're moving your body is signaling your nervous system. That's why tapping is so popular now. I don't know if yes. you've seen that when people I start having that. anxiety, they tap. Yep. Yeah. So tapping, that's it's the same thing. So there's nothing hocus pocus about it. It is science. But, um, and I have them do it so that I can find the underlying, uh, organ. So whichever organ wants to be fixed first, and then I have to start from there. Your body's like an onion. So each week you come to me, we peel back a layer to get to the root cause of what's really going on. That's why when people, someone starts Mm. with me in person, I have to see them at least weekly, at least for the first 12 weeks. So I can get them to a place of maintenance. So as somebody who obviously, you know, really was horrendous in the way that I treated my body for many years. And a lot of my listeners are in recovery. What are some of like the very first things that you would suggest people do? Obviously not everybody has the finances to be able, and that's really unfortunate because I'm such a big fan of alternative medicine. And I feel like it's really, it's changed my life in like major ways. Um, not everybody can afford to see a holistic practitioner, but for the person that like just got into rehab or just got out of rehab or just decided to get off Adderall or tapered themselves off of opiates or whatever it might be, like, what are those first things that you would really suggest doing, um, to get back to nourishing your body back to health? Diet. First and foremost is working on your diet and exercise, holding yourself accountable. The cleaner you eat, the cleaner your gut will be, and the cleaner your brain will be. It also helps with anxiety and depression. If you're eating crap foods, your brain's not going to function properly. But I also would Mm. like to challenge the financial aspect of it and say, okay, well, let's take a look. How much are you paying in insurance? And how much of that insurance is covering your doctor visits? to get that prescription and how much are you paying out of pocket for your Adderall prescription? I mean, it is a triplicate. So, um, if you're in and out of doctors all the time and your insurance payments are going up and your premiums are going up, then I would also take a look at that and see if it's really serving you. Yeah. I mean, there's and a where lot of are people... you spending your money, you know, cause this is the thing. Yeah. I only say this because in my practice, I have all walks of life, all different incomes. Like by no means are every single one of my clients of like, you know, the wealthy upper class elite. So, um, I just think at the end of the day, a lot of it is about budgeting too. And 
and putting yourself as a priority, your health as a priority, because we're quick to, to go for a pill. But also I find that some of my clients who are sober and fresh out of rehab are on Adderall. And how can you be on amphetamine, but manage your sobriety? The two just don't go together in my opinion. And, and they don't tell their sponsors that they're taking Adderall, which is totally, you know, counterproductive. So they come to me because I'm their last resort because they need to get off this medication and they're Mm. doing it because it's hard. I mean, sobriety is a very, very, very hard thing to, um, stay the course on. And I think that the more toxic substances you take out of your life and focus more on, you know, like Hippocrates said, let food be thy medicine and thy medicine be thy food. I promise you, like if you put down that donut or that bowl of pasta or whatever it is that, that, that pint of ice cream, you're not going to experience the anxiety, the depression, the brain fog that you might be feeling. And those are all triggers to, to relapse. When we're not feeling well, that's when I think we relapse. So meditation is free. There's free apps, you know, choosing healthy foods. You know, now Costco sells organic options. So there's, there's ways where we can be proactive in our lives. Um, it just, it's about making that decision. It's the same decision to get sober as it is to clean up our gut or to get to the gym or to sit down for 20 minutes and meditate. Yeah. And it's one of those things too, where it's like repetition. It's, it's, you have to, you have to learn all of these new behaviors. And so much of it for me has been trial and error. I've tried so many different diets that I personally have like IBS, right? So I've tried Mm -hmm. and it's pretty well managed right now by my diet. Um, but it, it, I think that it's dangerous in this age of social media where people are promoting, you know, go Kate, go keto or go, um, vegan or go vegetarian. And it's like, and like pushing for these specific diets when it's like, that might not be what's right for that person. Exactly. Exactly. So this is what I suggest for people that can't afford to maybe work with like a health coach or a nutritionist, keep a food journal, write down for two weeks, everything that goes into your body. And I mean, everything, if you take a bite of a French fry, it should go on that paper. So you portion out sections for breakfast, snack, lunch, snack, and then dinner. And then you put down your sleep. How many hours are you sleeping a night? How much water are you drinking a day? How much are you pooping in a day? And then write that down with the times and then put a section for symptoms. So you can write down, Hey, I feel bloated. And you can easily make this as a template in the notepad of your cell phone. So you, so you don't even have to tell people you're doing it. You could be out at a restaurant. It could look like you're texting somebody. And then you write down your symptoms. I was bloated after this meal, or I had a headache, or I feel brain foggy. And then look at it after that two weeks and see if you can draw a pattern. And if you see things like, well, hmm, maybe, you know, tomatoes are making my stomach bloated. I'm going to try for the next week to cut those out and then see how you feel. Same thing goes for like brain fog, lack of energy. And that's how we get to know our body and really take control. Because at the end of the day, even in my practice, I tell my clients, I'm just your guide. It's you that's healing yourself. It's you that's taking the initiative and doing the hard work in order to heal yourself. I'm just simply here to guide. So if you can help guide yourself towards that, 
and really get to know your body and learn what it likes and doesn't like, then that can do, that can make a huge difference. I think that mind body connection is really huge for, um, especially people that are coming into recovery because we've spent so much time numbing our bodies and ignoring our bodies and our minds for that matter. And just telling it, you know, shut up, go away, not going to deal with you right now. And we do that through, you know, the foods that we eat and the substances that we put in and the trauma and all of the things that we're doing to ourselves. And then when we get sober, um, we're obviously dealing with a lot mentally and emotionally and physically. And I think one of the best things that I did for myself early on was like really jump into this aspect of it, of creating that mind body connection and slowing down. And it actually helps you stay really present too, because so often we're just on automatic pilot going into our fridges, eating whatever is there or driving through the drive through because it's convenient and we're tired and we just, we literally just drive ourselves there and we're not even thinking about it. And then next thing you know, it's like, okay, this is why I'm not feeling well. And when you slow down, and I love that idea of creating a food journal and I'm actually going to try that <laughs> because um, slowing down and looking at like our relation to the things that we're putting inside of our body is huge. Totally. And it's all about progress over perfection. And I find that it's perfectionism that tends to cause us to relapse or crave that drug or crave that food. You know, it's little things daily and not to beat yourself up over it. And that's why I like the food journal. It just sort of is like a steady thing where you can just like, okay, every two weeks, I'm going to check in and see what I can change. You can even do it weekly if you want. Um, But on top of that, like a lot of it, part of the slowing down is taking deep breaths. A lot of us forget to breathe because Mm -hmm. I think that breathing also makes room for forgiveness and makes space to forgive ourselves. And the less we forgive ourselves and the harder we are on ourselves to be perfect and perform, the harder it's going to be to really pull together and beat that chronic fatigue or beat that brain fog or, you know, motivate to go out and get a job or motivate to get up and play with our kids, things like that. Um, it's just about progress. It's making those everyday little changes. Yeah. Anytime that, you you know, the pendulum swings to the total opposite side and you're, it's like, if you're going to wear yourself down like a workhorse, like I can only eat this and I have to be super vigilant and I have to do this and beating yourself up all the time. You're always going to make your, you're just going to feel depleted, depleted and, and full of shame. Because it's like, oh, I did that again. Like, of course you did. That negative self-talk that like really affects affects people. Um, totally. And is- then you have that one bite of ice cream and you're like, fuck it. I'm just going to eat the whole pint. Oh, like, yes. Well, the bite was fucking <laughs> enough, you know? You're like, oh, fuck it. I already did it. So I'm just going to go to party town. Exactly. Exactly. What are what are some of like the bigger health trends that are out right now that you just think are like total bullshit? I have a couple in mind, but I'm curious to know what you think. Uh, veganism. <laughs> yeah, um, I feel the same way. I get so much heat for that. I get so yeah. much heat for that. Um, you know, so do I. But like, um, my assistant's giggling in the background. Um, but yeah, <laughs> veganism for sure. Um, but you know, some people do, by the way, thrive on more of a plant-based diet. Like they can't, I do have some clients that cannot digest meat 
their stomach acids just won't do it. They're like an A blood type through and through. And I have them eat like a little bit of eggs or fish every now and then. It's all about balance. But yeah, strict veganism is not for everyone. Um, that's one trend. Um, CBD is going into many things. Um, I find that the CBD beverages, CBD chocolate, CBD supplements, CBD drops, CBD. This, I'm, CBD I'm laughing because I'm like, yes, I'm right there yeah, with you. Too much. Too CBD facials. Much. It's like, what the fuck are we talking about? I can't. It's like a lot of it's a lot of CBD products. Like a, a company just sent me CBD stuff, and they've been messaging me every day it's face products to to post it and i'm like i can't post it because i don't see a difference and i don't see that it's doing anything magical and i only post things that i believe in yes that's definitely a big one kombucha i cannot see any more kombucha i'm literally (laughs) going to scream if i see one more person i love kombucha but okay (laughs) only because it is literally you're so you just said you have IBS. Stop the kombucha completely then. Really? Because literally, it's fermented sugar. By the way, the increase in SIBO, kombucha, it's an overgrowth of bacteria in the small intestine. Why okay. are you still drinking bacteria then? You know, that's what I try and tell my clients. They stop kombucha and they're like, whoa, I'm healed. You healed me. I'm like, no, I didn't. I just told you to stop drinking kombucha. <laughs> it's like um, my one treat though. It's like my one thing. Cause I don't drink, obviously I'm like eight years sober. So yeah. I love, I pour like my little kombucha and my little wine glass. And I like sit outside on the porch with my kids at five o'clock. And I'm like, yes, I'm just going to relax. Okay. So I have some, now there's some great <laughs> alternatives. So, okay. okay. So there's kombucha, right? So kombucha, you can have like, I wouldn't drink it every day. It would be like a, you know, phase, like no more than three times a week, maybe. And then the other days, try seed lip. Like seed lips, another mm-hmm. fantastic alcohol alternative. Like if I, you know, I tend to like tequila, I don't want to drink. I'll drink seed lip in a glass. I feel like I'm having cocktail. Um, mm-hmm. Love seed lip. There's also kin euphorics that just came out completely alcohol free, no kombucha. It's just a bunch of, bunch of adaptogenic blends. Um, that's also an excellent source. So there are some great brands that are coming out to beat the kombucha trend and also help those that are sober that are downing so much kombucha and then getting too much bacteria in their body. Okay. I don't drink that much. I drink maybe half of one like every other day, but oh yeah, I that's will- fine. Okay. But I know people yeah, that not are drinking, drinking like kombucha day, all day long. Two a day. No. Yeah. no. Yeah, no. Yeah. That's not me. Um I just want to go back onto the veganism thing and the C- uh CBD thing. So uh, w- one of the very first things that I did, so I got sober I felt great, obviously, because I wasn't shooting up heroin anymore. So I felt like pretty great. I'm like, my energy's returned. It's just that you're not like on opiates all day. You know, I was like, I'm feeling good. I'm thin. I'm healthy. Um, I, you know, that's really the, what I thought. And then I got pregnant with my daughter and I didn't realize that I had hypoglycemia my whole life. I didn't realize that, like, why do I feel shaky all the time? And so I, ballooned up because I was craving sugar all the time. I gained 68 pounds when I was pregnant with her. So I delivered her. I went from 120 to 186. So I thought, oh, I'm feeling so horrible because, you know, I gained all this weight. So I lose all of the weight 
and I'm still feeling horrible. But now I'm having like panic attacks every day and severe depression and all of these issues. And I tried to go on pharmaceuticals. I tried to go on Prozac. I tried to go on Lexapro. I had like horrendous reactions to all of these drugs. So I finally went to a doctor. She's an MD in Studio City that also is a holistic doctor. And she tested me for genetic mutations. And at this point, because my IBS and everything was going so poorly, like I was um, practicing, I was eating like almost a vegan diet, but definitely more vegetarian. And I just felt horrendous, but I thought that I was doing all of the right things that I had like read about online. And she tested me for genetic mutations and I came back for like, I mean, so many of my mutations were firing. It's like not even funny. So one of the big ones when we're talking about why not everybody can be a vegan is MTHFR, right? So MTHFR Mm -hmm. is very common in Caucasian people from Europe. Um, and about 40% of the United States population currently has MTHFR. And MTHFR means that you can't absorb B vitamins properly and you should avoid all synthetic B vitamins at all costs. Well, vegan diets don't al- are not good for people who have MTHFR. And I learned that from that doctor and I was like, oh my God, that's, you know, so I switched to more of like a paleo diet and I was getting my B vitamins from fruits, vegetables, of course, but also red meat. And I instantly started feeling better. And then with the whole like um, CBD thing, I have another mutation called COMT, which people who have the COMT mutation can have really scary side effects from CBD. And that was my experience. And so everybody's like, take CBD, take CBD. And I'm like, I wouldn't just be like taking CBD all the time. I don't think it's good. Um, I got really depressed. I felt like borderline, like homicidal, not going to lie. Like I kind of felt like I was like in a mania. It was very, very weird. Um, and everyone's like, no, it's supposed to relax you and make you feel better. I'm like, this is, it makes me feel insane. And it was sending like this weird, like vibration feeling like through my whole body. It was just not, not good. So anytime that there's like these big health trends that that I'm, that I hear about, I'm like, no. And I kind of feel the same way about like melting fat with like cryotherapy. What do you think about that? Cause like going That's and so freezing funny yourself. funny that you just mentioned that because <laughs> I literally had a client who came in yesterday. I've never heard of this. Yes. I know cryo. I love cryotherapy chambers. I think they're excellent for, you know, um, taking down inflammation and boosting longevity. And it's great for blood flow and like anything where you alternate between hot and cold is excellent. But she told me that she did this thing. She's like, it was cryo, but like on my body. I said, what does that mean? Because it froze off my fat. What are you talking about? So I said to her, is this cool sculpt? And she said, no, it's cryo. So I have to research it more, but she's saying that it freezes off the fat. I have no idea. It was her first time doing it. I don't know if she's seen a difference or not, but um, I I have to research it more. What what have you found? Have you tried it? I just think that I just, I have not. um, I'm not. I'm at a point now with my body after having two kids that I'm 10 pounds up from where I was pre-baby 
I'm at not at all overweight and I just don't give a fuck anymore. Like I just don't no. really care to try to have that like perfect body because to have that perfect body, that means I have to eat to get that perfect body. I know what it takes. It takes me slaving away in the gym five days a week and eating 1400 calories a day. And I'm just, I just am not willing to live that life. <laughs> I'm just not willing I mean, to do it anymore. Amen. I think it's all <laughs> about just, being happy and joyous and free, I, not about being And I'm not happy when I'm upset. at the gym five yeah. days a week. Yeah. So I think that, um, a lot of people, like when we're talking about like how to lose weight and how to not have like a high body fat, my suggest my the biggest things that I think are like eating a clean diet, obviously working out occasionally, making sure your thyroid and hormones are functioning. And then I'm loving this new trend of lymphatic drainage. Like loving oh, yeah. it. Lymphatic and drainage I think it's really helpful. I totally. think those, yeah. we those are kind drain of the lymphs. Yeah. I haven't done it yet. I actually have an appointment with a woman the end of June to go get like a lymphatic drainage massage. But I think that those are kind of like the, you know, when I hear about all of these trends, I'm like, really, like, those are the things that I think will help you if you're, if you have like stubborn fat or fat you want to remove, um, you also, know, lymph is aside really good, you got to move the lymph for your immune system. And for those again, that want to save money and can't afford to get a fancy treatment, get a dry brush and google mm. how to dry brush and look up youtube videos and dry brush your body before you go in the shower and then while you're in the shower at the end of the of your shower do a one minute ice cold rinse at the end and then you can alternate yes. back to hot and then go back to cold that is also lymphatic drainage get a 45 dollar rebounder on amazon and jump up and down on the rebounder to drain your lymph system i mean there's so many ways that you can actually do it yeah, we have one. I in just the got office. one of those and I'm going to have my kids do it too. Cause I That's feel great. like they really need it. I mean, it's just, they're, it's so sad with the education system now. Like their recesses are so short and they're sitting in those classrooms like all day long. And I'm like, I just want you to play. Like, can you please yeah. play? And they're just not getting enough, um, enough, you know, playtime. Um, so. Aside from like eating a clean diet, because I'm just curious for myself. So I don't seem to be able to like tolerate caffeine at all, like whether it's green tea or coffee or matcha or anything like that. Um, and I actually really just want to come in and see you. Are there anything, is there anything else I can be doing to like restore some of my energy? <laughs> Cause I'm getting enough well, sleep and I feel like I eat really healthy, but. <laughs> Well, I would have to see what's going on in your body, right? And since you would be yeah. able to come in, then I can see, well, is there something in your immune system that's bogging down your adrenals or is it in your gut mm. or is it in your hormones because you've given birth? You know, there's like so many different factors that could possibly be going on in your particular system. But the easy changes that you or anyone else can make is literally no sugar because sugar mm -hmm. stresses out the adrenals. And it stresses out your pancreas and inflames your gut. No dairy. I mean, other than like butter or eggs and, um, but particularly cheese. So with cheese, the only two approved cheeses, in my opinion, are a hundred percent sheep or a hundred percent goat. They're closer to our human DNA, easier for us to break down. Um, and I would stay away from wheat and grains. So grain free starches are great. So like, Yam, sweet potatoes, spaghetti squash, butternut squash, parsnip, celery root, all excellent, um, 
a starch alternatives to like a quinoa or a rice or things like that, because our grains, unfortunately in the U S are pretty contaminated. So when you say sugar, do you mean like honey and maple syrup too? Yeah. If you're experiencing chronic fatigue, a hundred percent, anything that's sugar, coconut, mm. sugar, honey, maple syrup, okay. all of it. Stevia, just a hundred percent pure stevia is the safest thing out there or a hundred percent monk fruit, which is low hand glow, not the ones with erythritol because erythritol can cause gut inflammation. But, um, yeah, those are the two things that are the safest sweetener out there. So that's probably where I'm going wrong. Cause I'm like, I'm paleo. I only eat like a little honey or a little. <laughs> yeah. It's probably just further stressing out. out your adrenals. Yeah. Like I want to know some of your, when you're cooking, like you, some of your greater greatest hacks for like replacing those standard, like family meals that like people just do that are, that are easy with more nutritious foods. Uh, like give me an example. So, you know, instead of doing like our, so our lentils, okay. Like, so I'm, you know what I mean? Like instead of doing like a brown rice pasta, can you do like a lentil pasta, things like that? Yeah. Lentil pasta. Um, if you're cooking for the whole family or you can do like lentil for the kids maybe, but if you, if you're for yourself, let's say you are, um, worried about bloating or gut inflammation. Sometimes beans can cause that too. So I would go more towards like a kelp noodle. Palmini makes new hearts of palm pasta. Capello's makes a, um, paleo grain free pasta. Trader Joe's makes a cauliflower gnocchi. So there's so many replacements out there now. It's so nice that we live in this time. And I don't know if it's just more on like the, in the coastal areas that we have these options. I don't know if in Ohio you can get cauliflower gnocchi. I hope you can. Um, it's just really nice that, that we are able to have these, these options. Um, yeah. Amazon is a magical place too. So you can't get something at your store, go on Amazon. Yeah. Um, okay. So I always like to finish episodes with a round of would you rather. And so Jess tailored these <laughs> to like these honey, would you rather's great. So, um, <laughs> but they're Love always this. kind of disgusting. <laughs> That's fine. Like, I, gross. I, I'm a, there, not, not a lot is too gross for me. So, <laughs> um, so would you rather eat chocolate pudding that tastes like shit or shit that tastes like chocolate pudding? Shit that tastes like chocolate pudding. Really? For sure. You yeah, are because so at committed. least I can I tell myself. I didn't eat I'm sugar. like, it's pudding <laughs> and it tastes like it, but I don't think I could actually eat shit like tastes like taste something that tastes like shit. Oh, I thought you were going to say, cause like, I will not touch the sugar. Like I was going to say that is commitment that like you would eat shit oh, that no. tastes like, <laughs> no, 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 no. I just can't, I can't imagine like tasting shit. I would die. And then the last one would, would you rather eat a cup of liquefied maggots or eat an entire raw chicken? Oh, oh. Oh my God. Oh God. Oh God. Um, oh God. Uh, I think I would do, uh, this is a painful one. Oh my I God. know what I would choose. <laughs> I know what I would choose, but I'm curious what you would. 
Oh my God. Either way, you get so sick. I mean, maybe the liquefied maggots. Oh, I would choose the liquefied maggots too, because I have chugged down so many different, like disgusting herbs and shit like that, that I feel like I would be able to like chug it down. I mean, I feel like it's like a, it's like a quicker process. So (laughs) as I'm going into my lunch break now, (laughs) I'm so sorry. (laughs) It's just, uh, those would you rathers are always horrible, but also funny. And I don't know when you're talking about a lot of intense stuff, I like to lighten the mood at the end, just so that way people are walking away feeling a little bit better than like, Oh, my whole body's not functioning. And (laughs) These are all the yeah, things I no, need to do. hundred percent. A hundred percent. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. And I will be in to see you very soon. Thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me, Alexis. Oh, and where can people find you? Instagram. I'm at V's honey, V E E S honey. And then my website is V's honey.com. And my uh, email is info at vshoney.com. Thank you so much. This week's affirmation is, I'm grateful for my healthy body. I love life. And so it is. <laughs>